Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. It is all football and all playoffs, NFL playoffs, uh, NFL Week 18 picks, and, of course, the College Football Championship. That's what we're talking about today, and that's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. It's time to join the flavor revolution, and you can do it at RighteousFelon.com. Promo code STOVE15 is going to get you 15% off your purchase. You will not regret it. It is the best jerky I've ever had. Great texture, great flavor. Uh, you will not be disappointed. RighteousFelon.com, promo code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5, for 15% off your purchase if you put in that code at checkout. Welcome into the show. I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every Wednesday by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, uh, hey, nice shirt, by the way. Uh, yep. We didn't plan this, but matching <laughs> shirts tonight. Uh, but how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Had a good holiday, had a great Christmas and a good New Year's weekend. And, of course, the Packers won. And over the holidays, Santa Claus brought me some righteous felon jerky, and I was able to try a new flavor, and it was really good. Actually, I was able to um, buy some jerky for Christmas presents for some people that I work with, and uh, the response has been very, very positive. So the best jerky uh, they've had. Again, love the texture and love the flavor of it. So it's gone over very, very well. And uh, like I said, if, if people here watching us, if you like jerky at all, you ought, to, you ought to try Righteous Felon Jerky. It really is a great product. And again, I was very happy with the response I got for the gifts I gave. Yeah, I mean, I know they're a sponsor on the show. So we wouldn't talk bad about them, but uh, I'm not lying. Like these packages behind me here, I've eaten all of those. They're empty. Uh, and, and I'm a huge fan. I am a forever uh, 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 jerky buyer of Righteous Felon. Uh, absolutely love Righteous Felon. Uh, Dad, you got some for Christmas. Uh, Ryan Jackson, the co-host of The Local Hour. Uh, I took some over to him yesterday. Um, so he, he got some as well. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great way, an affordable gift option, uh, but an affordable snack option for yourself as well. Um, so make sure you check it out for sure. Um, we'll get to the Packers in a little bit, but Dad, I want to start with college football and uh, the college football playoffs went just as everybody expected. The number one team versus the number two team, right? Um, Alabama goes down in overtime. Texas goes down uh, to the wire, but down as well. Uh, both games incredibly close. That's what you want out of semifinal games. Um, you want close games. And college football gave us two close games this weekend. Let's start with Alabama-Michigan. Uh, Michigan gets to the title game uh, under Jim Harbaugh. Um, with uh, you know, Again, the game came down to it. And at the end of the day, Tommy Reese is getting a lot of flack for his play call. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. The number one team in the nation beat the number four team in the nation. Alabama did not, uh, did not convert on that quarterback draw. And, and uh, so they will not be headed back to the championship. How do you think about the uh, just the final outcome of that game? And uh, I'm sure in Ohio you're you're getting to hear plenty of uh, grumbling about Michigan being number one. <laughs> yes, that would be true. Um, again, it, it, there, it was a great football game, and Alabama could have easily won it. I thought they were going to have a good chance to there. And um, but like you said, you know, Michigan did play well. Their defense played well, and. Um, and, you know, again, I, I was definitely for Alabama in that one, which uh, that doesn't happen very often that I'm for Alabama. So um, I let my grandson that lives in Alabama know that I was actually saying roll tide for the first time. And I think he was excited about that. But anyhow, um, <laughs> it was a, like I said, it was a good football game, two good teams. Um, and, you know, Michigan came out on top. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting that Michigan and Washington are two teams that I've really not respected a whole lot throughout this year. Um, I mean, I, I picked Michigan to lose to either Penn State or Ohio State. They beat them both. Um, I thought Washington would lose to Oregon uh, in the championship game. I, I just I wasn't a believer in either of these teams. But at this point, you got to pick one of them because one of them is going to be the national champion. They did what needed to be done. I think Michigan outside of Ohio State and Alabama, had an incredibly easy schedule. Um, that's not the – I say that, I say it's not the discount Michigan. It is the discount Michigan. But they won when they had to. They won every game on the schedule, and they beat Ohio State, and they beat Iowa, which is not as hard, and they beat Alabama uh, here in the playoffs. And, uh, and that's a big deal for sure. Um, we'll get back to Michigan in a moment, but Washington and Texas also going down to the wire. Texas made a late push, almost uh, uh, almost scored to win the game. Uh, Washington, though, comes out on top. Michael Penix had a great game. And uh, Washington, like I said, I just, man, I just did not give them the proper respect throughout the season. They just continued to prove me wrong one week after another. And here they sit uh, in the national championship game with a big win over Texas. Um, what do you think about Washington and Texas? Well, um, again, another great game. Um, I did not, unfortunately, I didn't stay up and watch that, but um, I kept up on everything. And, um, you know, Washington, you know, they've been good all year. And, um, you know, they they have played a good schedule. They've played some tough teams, and they've been able to beat everyone. And um, so I, I think this should be a very good football game. And I, I don't think people could, you know, discount 
Washington anymore. You know, they're undefeated and they're in a championship. So um, they've definitely got a good opportunity, I think. Yeah, I mean, Penix has been good. And listen, we kind of like Penix just because of his history with Tom Allen. We're Tom Allen fans um, at Indiana, or not, not at Indiana anymore, but um, Penix was. And, uh, you know, so there's that. But, man, I just – I don't know. I look at this game, my first thought is um, is that Michigan should win this. Uh, but I think Michigan is going to have a ton of distractions – coming into this game because the Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumors are alive and well, and uh, and that's not going to go away throughout this week, especially as you get into media day and things like that. So let's talk about the matchup, Michigan and Washington. What kind of expectations do you have for this game? Um, again, you know, they're, they're both undefeated teams, even though I do think Washington played a tougher schedule. Um, I think it should be a good game. I don't think it should be a blowout on either side. Um, I definitely don't think Michigan, you know, should be able to dominate them and, um, you know, Washington um, the same way. I agree with you. I think there's there's some distractions probably on Michigan's side and uh, Washington, you know, in some ways, I mean, they're undefeated, but they really have nothing to lose. I mean, they've continued, they've played loose. The fact that they beat Oregon, um, you know, I think they've proved they can play. Um, Penix, you know, has been great. And he's something that Michigan's going to have to deal with. And um, so I, I think Washington, Washington's got a great opportunity to win this. Yeah, I love Corum for Michigan, the running back. I think that he has yep. the game-changing potential where he can he can just ruin a game for, for the opposing defense. Uh, we saw it against Penn State earlier this year. J.J. McCarthy is one of those guys. I put him in that Brock Purdy um Alex Smith kind of mindset where he can manage a game I don't think he's going to be the superstar that's going to go out and 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 crush it but he does enough to win um he's only thrown four interceptions all season but he's also only thrown for 2,800 yards all season Michael Penix has doubled the yardage uh just about at least uh, maybe almost exactly he's got 4,600 yards um he's also got 35 touchdowns and nine picks so Penix has been solid and that's how Washington wins is through the air mainly. They got three phenomenal receivers who will be playing in the NFL very, very soon. Michigan is that just kind of beat you, beat you, beat you until until you submit. And uh, um, right now, you know, the popular opinion is that they're the team to beat. Uh, Michigan, that is, is the team to beat. I'm interested to see how it all shakes down. Michigan's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um and the odds are in in that area. There's uh, somewhere a little lower, a little higher. But no, no, Dad. Um, I'm rooting for Washington. One of the things about this weekend was okay. Um, I want to be happy that Alabama lost, but Michigan won. So I'm not sure how to feel about that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Washington, um, I don't. Know. I'm cheering for Washington. I'm not sure that I believe in Washington, uh, but I also don't believe in Michigan. I'll stick with it. One of them is going to win, and I'll congratulate whoever it is. Um, I, I mean, I, if I had to pick, I would pick Michigan, but I, I'd be cheering for Washington. Do you have a, a a prediction or a pick that you want to make? 
Well, um, I'm definitely for Washington, no doubt about that. And I think, you know, I, I don't think that's going out on a limb too much. I think they have a real great chance uh, to win it. You know, um, I'm not going to be for Michigan. Again, they're both undefeated, so you can't really argue with that too much. Right. Um, again, I, I'm, you know, I'm excited about next year. You get into a 12-team playoff. I think that will be much better in a lot of ways. Um, I, I don't know what I said it on the show, but I know we've talked a little bit off air. And, um, I, you know, the best team in college football, I don't think, is playing in the game on Monday. But that's the way it worked. They lost and in their conference championship. And that's the way, you know, that's the way it happened. And these two teams are undefeated. Um, but like I said, there, there's a real disparity as far as the schedule that was played and things like that. But you can only beat who, who you play. I've often said that. And so you can't fault um, Michigan for that. And I think, you know, again, the, the college uh, football bowl, um, you know, organization, they, they're excited to have two um, undefeated teams. And um, so I, I think that's good. Like I said, I think there, there are some distractions. I think Harbaugh to the NFL, um, you know, it's, I heard somebody on the radio, I think it was either today or yesterday, um, just question, you know, it's funny that people really talk a lot about um, New England and the Astros, but yet nobody's talking about Michigan, you know, that's yeah. okay. Um, you know, that they, they got caught with an infraction or whatever. And um, again, I, I don't know any of this. It makes me wonder when Harbaugh accepted, accepted the penalty um, and was able to make it to where they wouldn't inspect this mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, I wonder if there was any discussion about, Hey guys, I won't be here next year. So um, you won't have to worry about me next year on that. Um, we'll never know if that was the case or not, but um, it does make you wonder. Yeah. Uh, but again, Michigan has played well. If they beat Washington in the game, then they'll deserve to win um, the championship. And if Washington wins, then um, then I'm sure we'll hear about distractions. Sure. So a couple things on that. There was a lot in that. So first of all, I think comparing them to New England, is better than comparing them to the Astros. Um, the Astros cheated in the World Series. Um, New England cheated leading up to a Super Bowl. So, so uh, a little bit more comparison to that. Um, I think the distraction thing is real. Um, the, the, it's just going to get hotter and hotter as the week goes along. I've heard, you know, Harbaugh to, to uh, I was going to say San Diego, Los Angeles to the Chargers makes a ton of sense for a lot of people involved. Um, it sounds like it's Vegas or the Chargers are the two places um, that 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 Harbaugh is leaning towards. He hired an agent that has great ties in the NFL. Um, you know, he's he's been trying to get to the NFL for the last couple of years. And either way, win or lose, now is the time for him to go. And uh, let me say this about Harbaugh going to the pros. I've heard, you know, we, I listened to Dan Patrick some, and he's he was going off about, well, if you love Michigan so much, then sign the contract. Well, yeah, you know, he's at that point in his life where college coaching is, is hard. Um, the time constraints, the recruiting, the transfer portal, you don't got to deal with any of that in the NFL. It makes a whole lot of sense, especially for someone his age, but for anybody who has an opportunity to go to the NFL from college, it makes sense to go. It's just an easier gig at the end of the day. 
and uh, and although financially he'd be well well covered at Michigan, that's a whole lot of work you got to put in throughout the offseason, and I'm sure he'd be fine with leaving that behind. Um, we'll we'll pay attention on Monday to see what happens. You talked about. I'm assuming you were talking about Georgia being the best team, yes. um, and uh, and I would agree with you. Uh, but without a doubt, the two most deserving teams have made it to this point, 14-0, and 0, and I'm a big believer in, in, in that needing to be rewarded, and they'll fight it out at the end of the day. I think TV ratings would have been a million times higher with Alabama and Texas, but Michigan and Washington uh, roll into the College Football National Championship on Monday night, 7.30, uh, to determine who will be the champ of the college football season. All right, and we'll talk more about coaches and things like that on another episode, but let's transition into the NFL. And there is so much on the line this week, Dad, um, from a number of games. And we'll go through our picks in a few minutes, but first of all, I want to kind of talk through the games of of great importance. Uh, let's start with the, uh, uh, the AFC South. The Texans and the Colts will play each other. One of those teams will at the very least be tied for the best record in the South, if not hold the best record and win the South. Um, but Texans and Colts play on Saturday night, which will set things up for uh, the Jaguars and Titans on Sunday. Uh, the Jaguars will know who they've got to beat. will know all the tiebreakers, all that kind of stuff will be determined. And, uh, and with the Jags playing the Titans, you know the Titans aren't going to just be pushed over. Um, either. So the AFC South is full of fun games this weekend. Um, but there's other games with playoff implications and not, not all of them have uh, implications for both teams, uh, but several that have implications for one team. But before we get to that, um, the one that does have implications for both teams is the Sunday night game, Buffalo and Miami, Dan, uh, Buffalo, uh, if they win, win the division, uh, which didn't look like they were going to be able to do a couple of weeks ago. And here they sit. One win away from the uh, division. The Dolphins, of course, if they win, they win the division. And I hope it's not a sign of things to come, but Tyreek Hill's house was on fire today. Um, so we'll see see how all that shakes down. Um, I don't want us to get too much into the games right now as far as picking them and things like that. But that being said, uh, for the last week of an NFL season, Dad, there's there's enough games to watch this weekend, right? Yes, and I, the NFL has to be happy with that. Um, yeah. We kind of saw three weeks ago that the, the last two weeks were going to mean something. Um, everybody was not going to be settled because not only are who's in the playoffs not settled, but the seeding is definitely mm -hmm. not settled. And, and that makes a big difference when you're talking about playing at home and in some of these matchups, who, who you're going to play. Um, you know, the, the lower seeded wild card team, I'm sure, would be much better off playing certain teams than they would other ones. And all, all that's going to go here. And the way, you know, it, it's, it'd be easy to look at it and say, well, this looks pretty sure this is how it'll go. But the way the NFL season is gone, and, you know, you, you, I don't think you can tell at all. There may be some real surprises. Um, you know, people getting knocked out or people getting moved around um, there. So I, I don't think as you look at it, you know, there's just a lot of prediction of, well, this definitely should be how it is, or, you know, it only have be because of a big upset. There's a lot of things up in the air. Um, and again, of course, you know, it always gets tricky and we'll talk about this in our picks in a little bit, but um, when a team doesn't have anything to play for, 
Right. And, you know, do they rest players? Do they rest quarterbacks? Um, you know, and sometimes the NFL, you've had the whole schedule pretty much with people being rested. That's yeah. why fantasy football ends usually a week earlier. Um, that may not be as big a deal this year. There will be some teams that do that, oh, yeah. uh, but maybe not as many as normally do. So um, it, it'll be a fun weekend. And I think the fact that it's all on Saturday and most of it's on Sunday, that's good. Um and, um, you know, of course, then they'll have everything shook out for the playoffs uh, starting the next Saturday. Yeah. And when you look at the lines, you can tell who's sitting guys and who's not <laughs> because yeah. the lines are flipped a little bit in some of those. Of course, the NFC South is also vying for a champ. The Buccaneers, they have hold all the tiebreakers. So if they beat uh, Carolina, they win the division. But all they had to do was beat the Saints last week and they would have won the division. So now if the Buccaneers lose and the Saints win, the Saints are the division champs. Um, Atlanta, if they win and the Bucks lose, I believe Atlanta uh, would make it uh, as well. So plenty of things happening and going on in the uh, in the South divisions of both conferences uh, throughout this week. The number one seeds are clinched. Uh, San Francisco and Baltimore are there. They will be sitting some guys. Um, other than that, you've got Cleveland. I think Cleveland is... Um, well, there's a little bit. They could be the three seed, um, but they seem like they're going to be sitting some guys as well, um, getting some rest on guys. Kansas City has really nothing to play for. It could affect seeding, um, but you know we'll we'll see how it all shakes down. Dallas and Philadelphia is a big one. Um, they both they're still fighting for the division win, and uh, Philadelphia is playing what New York and Dallas is playing Washington. Washington, and, yeah. yeah. So I mean. There's big ones on that, too. So there's a lot of games that mean something. Um, the only playoff spot that's left in the NFC is one spot. Green Bay holds uh, the uh, everything they need to hold there, uh, the cards, I guess. Uh, if they win, they're in. Um, they could still even make it up to a sixth seed as a possibility as well. Um, but that being said, uh, whoever wins the South is in, of course, as well, and uh, potentially – if Tampa and New Orleans win and Green Bay loses, uh, New Orleans could still make the playoffs um, as well. Uh, I think – I'm trying to think if they – yeah, because they would hold the – yeah. So um, there's a lot on the line. Minnesota technically still has a shot to make it. Uh, Atlanta has a shot to make it. Uh, but I guess Seattle hasn't clinched, have they? I thought Seattle had clinched. They have not clinched a playoff spot, so they need a win. Um, this week as well. Lots on the line there. Um, let's jump into these games, though, and take a look at them. And we're going to pick six of them again this week. Um, we'll pick the two primetime, two of the primetime games, and then um, and then four games of our own choosing. Uh, let me pull up my picks real quick. Um, so let's start with Saturday night. And um, the Saturday games, there's two Saturday games, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, the first one is Steelers-Ravens at 4.30 in the afternoon. Again, the Ravens hold the one seed, and they are going to sit, guys. The primetime game on Saturday is Houston and Indianapolis at Indianapolis. And uh, Houston, a one-point favorite on the road, Dad. Uh, I, well, that's I'm sorry, and, and we're using run your pool. And they're a, a .5 favorite. And uh, a little intrigued by that being on the road in Indianapolis. How do you feel about that game? Um, again, I, I've you know I've 
we've been we've been happy with Houston all year long, and I think I I I think I'll go with Houston on this, even though they're on the road. Um, I think they've played better and more consistently, and of course it'll be huge for either team to make the playoffs. But um, I'm going to go with I've been for Houston kind of since they they started looking good early in the year, and C.J. Stroud is back now. And uh, so I'm going to go with Houston and hope they win that one. I, I'm i probably cheering for Houston. I'm going to pick Indianapolis, though, at home. Um, they just that has to mean something. And um, yeah, man, I'm OK with either of these teams. I cheer for either one of them once the playoffs start. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm going to pick Indianapolis. Um, if for no other reason, just to try to catch up with you in the picks for, for the season, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it should be close come down to the end. And, uh, if Gardner Minshew can, can keep from making mistakes and if CJ Stroud can stay healthy, um, it, it should be a phenomenal game. So I'm looking forward to it, but I have been on the Jonathan Taylor train since the, before he was drafted. Um, I was screaming and shouting, everybody needs to draft Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think he's a difference maker too. And I think the Indy defense is better than the Houston defense. So that's why I'm going to go Indianapolis, um, versus Houston on that game, um, on Saturday evening, uh, Sunday night is the bills and the dolphins. Um, another interesting line, the bills on the road are two and a half point favorites against the dolphins, uh, in Miami, um, for the division. How do you go Buffalo and Miami? Um, yeah, this is this was an interesting one because again, um, you know, I, I, I like Miami and they've played well. They've struggled a little bit, you know, down the line here. And uh, Buffalo, you know, we felt like at the start of the year they were one of the class teams in the AFC, and then they struggled a little bit. But I think they've got everything going in the right direction now. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm going to go with Buffalo. Um, the favorite, you know, two and a half, even though it's on the road at Miami, this should be a great game. Um, and again, a lot on the line, but, um, I, I just don't see how I can pick against Buffalo in this one, man, for the last couple of years, I have been trashing on Tua and I've been told by you, I was wrong. And now tonight you're telling me you don't believe in Tua and, uh, you picked the bills. I picked the bills too. I don't believe in Tua. And uh, I'm going with Buffalo also. I was surprised, though, that they're the favorites um, heading into Miami. Yeah. And I know Miami's a little banged up. But, Dad, you do you know the one player who has made the difference in Buffalo? Um, I'll give you a hint. He was traded to Buffalo in week nine. Yes, then that would be Rasul Douglas. Rasul I know he's played extremely well. Uh, I've heard that from the Packer Packer guys there, and um, I'm happy for him about that. You know, he had a great career uh, there at Green Bay, coming off the practice squad, getting picked up, and glad he's doing well for Buffalo. And um, I, I know he has made a difference there. Um, you know, the guy that's going to make the difference in this game is Josh Allen, and so we'll see. I mean, you say that, but I'll tell you what, if Rasul Douglas can shut down Tyreek Hill, uh, get an interception, you know, pick six, he's had six turnovers uh, since being in Buffalo. I mean, the guy has been amazing, yeah. and uh, and he'll be a difference maker in this game for sure. All right, uh, so that's our two games, uh, primetime games. Let's get to the other games. we got four games left to pick. Um, I'll start with you. Who's your third game of the week? 
Um, I will take New Orleans at home over Atlanta, three and a half. Again, I've said it all along that I think New Orleans will win the division. Tampa's in a much better spot right now, um, but I definitely think New Orleans at home should beat Atlanta. And um, even three and a half, you know, it could be within a field goal, but um, I've lost a few games by that half point this year, but um, (laughs) I'll go with um, New Orleans in this one. Man, I did not pick this game. Uh, New Orleans should win. I 100% agree with you on that. I don't know that they will win. Uh, back on November 26th, Falcons won 24 to 15. Yes, it was in Atlanta, uh, but still, this I don't. I cannot. I've picked one NFC South team uh, throughout the year, and that was Atlanta. I, I'm not changing that now. I'm not. Or not, it's not Atlanta. Tampa. Excuse me. I don't trust New Orleans as far as I can throw them. They're banged up, too. Kamara got hurt last week. Um, Atlanta, I mean, they can't be trusted. Don't get me wrong. You cannot trust Atlanta. Um, But I stayed away from this game because I think those are two teams that could go off or two teams that could score zero points. Um, So uh, I'm interested to see how that one shakes out for sure. You got coaches playing for their jobs in that game. Um, Arthur Smith, he might get fired anyhow. But if it doesn't look good on Sunday, I think Arthur Smith is gone. And I really think New Orleans needs to change coaches. And uh, I don't know if they will, but I think they should. Um, and we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, my third game, Dad, is a game we talked about briefly earlier, Jacksonville and Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee in this one, four-and-a-half-point underdogs. This has the potential to be a field goal game. Um, Tennessee is so annoying. Um, they always just, especially when they're out of it, um, they just seem to stay in games and just be a pain in the tush to whoever they're playing. This is a conference game. This is a, a, a two teams that when I lived in Nashville area did not get along. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would prefer Jacksonville win. I'd like to see him in the playoffs again. Um, I'd like to see Josh Allen, the, the edge rusher, he set a record this year for sacks in a season by a Jaguar. Um, I like Trevor Lawrence. I like ETN. You know, I, I, I like the receiving core, whatever. I just can't trust Jacksonville right now. I'm going to pick Tennessee in this game uh, to cover at four and a half point underdogs. How do you feel about that game? Um, again, I did not pick this game, but if I would have, I probably would have picked Tennessee. Again, I'm with you. I, I hope Jacksonville wins this one, but Tennessee is one of those teams that can really give you trouble when you're in a situation like this. Um, and there's a few games this week where the biggest thing that can happen is they can ruin somebody else's season, and that's one of them. And uh, the Titans, again, there's history with Titans and Jacksonville, and um, you know that'll be the motivation there. So I did not pick this game, but uh, I probably would have had to pick Tennessee if I did. I'm looking up right now. Tennessee this year is six nine and one against the spread, um, which is probably down from what they've done in the past. Jacksonville, on the other hand, is nine and seven against the spread, um, for what it's worth. But um, Detroit and Baltimore lead the season at eleven and five uh, as well. So they, there you go. Um, I'm still going with Tennessee, uh, and I hope I'm wrong uh, in this situation. All right, who's game number four for you this week? Um, I will take um, the Lions over the Vikings, Uh, the Lions at home by three and a half. Again, the Lions do have a little bit to play for here. This could affect their seeding. You know, Minnesota 
you know, they mathematically have a chance, but boy, you've got to be a real math whiz to come up with this. I was with some Viking fans the other day, um, well, the other night at the game, and when they were showing the stat on TV of what it took, uh, the guy was just rolling saying, I can't believe, you know, wow, that's incredible. So um, I, I'll go with Detroit again. I, I don't necessarily like Detroit, don't really trust them, um, but I don't think Minnesota is in a spot there. And being at Detroit, um, I'll go with Detroit three and a half in this one. I considered that one, Dad, um, and I would have picked Detroit also. I did not pick this game. Um, that's the, that's the direction I would have gone. Even, even if Detroit decides to kind of mail it in a little bit, that's probably still better than Minnesota and should beat them by more than a field goal. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised in this game. If you just see Detroit get so far ahead that they start bringing in subs later in the game. I, I don't think this one, this game's going to be close, um, at all. Um, let's see here. Game number five. No, my game number four. Um, why not? I've been on the Baker train all year. They're playing Carolina. Surely they're going to dominate this game, right? I mean, surely uh, they're going to win the division and dominate Carolina. I've been saying they're going to win the division. Um, five and a half points. That should be easy for Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans to do. Uh, so I, I got Tampa in this game. I just feel like, it, I mean, they got to have it. And and I don't see any reason why they shouldn't win by at least a touchdown. So I'm going to go Tampa, five and a half point favorites. On the road in Carolina for the division uh, championship, uh, at least for Tampa. How do you feel about that game? Yeah, Tampa should win this one. Again, Carolina uh, has nothing to play for outside of trying to ruin, you know, Tampa's season. Um, they've already secured the number one draft pick for Chicago, which is unfortunate. And um, But, um, yeah, Tampa ought to win this. They ought to be able to take care of this. Um you know, Carolina has, has beat some people and been scary in a couple games, but um, Tampa shouldn't have any trouble. Yeah, uh, Tampa is the third best team this year against the spread. Carolina, the worst team. Um, so I feel pretty comfortable, pretty comfortable about, about this this pick. All right, uh, game number five for you. Who are you picking? Um, I'm going to go with a team here, um, an underdog, because they're setting people. Um, but, you know, I, I almost had to take one of those to see how many games was left. And I'm going to take Kansas City over the Chargers. Um, I know that Kansas City is going to set some people, but uh, can the Chargers, you know, can the Chargers beat somebody there at home? Um, I'm going to go with Kansas City, the backups rallying here and be able to handle the Chargers. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick Kansas City, uh, even though they're, let's see, what is it, a point and a half underdog. Yeah, I mean, the uh, if you can't beat Easton Stick, even with your backups, there's probably problems. Blaine Gabbert, uh, the quarterback for Kansas probably City this week. Um, so there's, there's a, a Blaine Gabbert sighting. Um, I assume at least he's the quarterback. I think he's the second string over Chris Oladukum. Um, but, uh, yeah, you should be able to win that game. They got the running back shouldn't have any issues. Um, the receivers, I mean, shoot, they can't, the starters can't, can't even catch a pass. So maybe if they put in bench guys, they'll actually start receiving <laughs> as well. Um, I, I think that's probably a safe pick. Uh, <laughs> I didn't pick that one myself. Uh, but I, that's an interesting one for sure. Uh, let's see here. I went with Philadelphia over New York. Again, New York has been playing a little bit better. 
Um, Philadelphia has not been playing that well, but I, I just I trust the veterans in Philadelphia to get things right right here before the playoffs. They can win the division uh, as well. They I think they need Dallas to lose in order to win the division, uh, but still uh, Philadelphia here five and a half points over New York. New York's going to be fighting to you know to to be a spoiler here, but I just think Philadelphia is the better team. So I'm going to go Philadelphia on the road. As five and a half point favorites. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Philadelphia should win this one again. Five and a half, and being a division game, um, I, I stayed away from it just because of that. I think the Giants could cover in this one with it being a division game, but uh, I'm for Philadelphia, and um, I think they'll win it, but I'm not sure they'll cover it, so I stayed away from that one. All right. Uh, so who's your last game then of the week that you picked? My last game, I'll need to go with Green Bay over Chicago. Uh, being we're at home, again, Green Bay has been you know inconsistent, played great last week. Um, it looks like, I, I look today as far as the people that practiced, looks like we're going to get a lot of people, maybe most everybody back that we can. Um, and the offense is definitely clicking there in Green Bay. Um, it's at home. They were in this same situation last year. They were at home and yeah. could have made the playoffs, and they didn't. So I think they're focused on this. Um, the Bears, you know, um, have played better. And, you you know, you hear that. Their defense is playing better. And, um, and so I looked at their schedule because I was just a little interested in that. The Bears have, what, seven and seven and nine. And they have beat one team that's going to be in the playoffs. Um, and that was Detroit. And I think that's the only team that's going to be in the playoffs. So when now they did play tough against Cleveland. Um, but otherwise, you know, you know, I, I know they've won some games and they've looked better, but the competition they played have been a little bit different. And uh, Green Bay, I think, is playing, you know, definitely well on offense. Um, the defense played well last week. Uh, they're very; these are two teams that are very familiar with each other. Um, you know, you know, you have to guard DJ Moore, and you have to keep an eye on the quarterback running. And if you don't do that, then you don't deserve to win. And um, our defensive coordinator does not always catch on to things like that. But um, I think there'll be a lot of emphasis this this week on that. And, um, of course, I definitely hope they'll win. It'd be great for these young players to get a playoff game experience, at least yeah. one. And like, like you said, it's a, if they win, there's a good possibility they could get the number six seed um, if the Rams lose. So um, we, we will see. But I'll pick Green Bay three and a half over Chicago. All right. So thankfully in run your pool, it is three and a half. Uh, it's three other places. That half point scares me. I did not pick this game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it's a field goal game um, as well when it comes down to it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think Green Bay wins. The Bears, I don't know what they're doing by riling things up. I mean, they've been talking for the last three weeks now about what they're going to do when they come to Green Bay, and I just don't understand, <laughs> understand that, that, uh, that philosophy. Now, Justin Fields, leading rusher for Chicago, he is. He would be the leading rusher in Green Bay too if he played for Green Bay. Um, he's got more yards, touchdowns, all that good stuff. Less carries, um, and still, uh, he's had a dominant year. I, I like Justin Fields. Um, you know, 
I, I really hope the Packers win this game, but I did not pick this game. Um, uh, so I went with a big underdog, uh, Washington, 13 and a half point underdogs to Dallas. Yes, Dallas needs to win, but again, you're talking about a division game um, on the road. 13 and a half points is a whole lot of points. Um, can Dallas blow them out by 30? Sure. Will they, though, is the question. So I went with Washington in this game to play spoiler against Dallas this week, or at the very least, cover 13 and a half. Um, I don't know. Did you consider that game? Uh, no. Again, it, it, it was, um, you know, it, it is a lot of points, but um, Dallas, if Dallas loses this one, um, now again, it's a division game, and it's always a big rivalry game with Washington, but they've got everything in hand. Uh, they haven't lost at home this year. They can get, you know, home field for a couple games, potentially at least one game. And um, I, I just – if they can't get focused for this one um, – you know, Washington may, may may challenge them for a little while, but, uh, you know, they ought to be able to handle it. Um, 13 and a half is a lot, so maybe Washington can stay within 10 or within a touchdown. But um, that'll be a real disappointment for Dallas if that's the case. Of course, all they have to do is win, and they can win the division. Um, so we'll see. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the rest of the NFL schedule and wrap up our episode today. But first, a quick word from Righteous Felon Jerky. Say hello to America's most wanted craft beef jerky. Over 15 flavors with all kinds of character. The number one jerky gift box and all-natural black Angus quality made right here in the U.S. of A. Taste the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's RighteousFelon.com. Promo code STOVE15 at checkout. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. And uh, we're going to wrap up the NFL schedule for the final week of the NFL regular season. We'll talk about games that we have yet to talk about. And let's start with uh, the Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati is the favorite in this game by a fair amount, actually. Uh, and so that's signs of the Browns sitting people, of course, I would assume. Cincinnati needs a win in order to have a chance at the playoffs. Cleveland's already punched their ticket. Um, I mean, I, I guess I have not seen who's playing in Cleveland. Um, so uh, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't even know where to go with this game. Any thoughts on Cleveland-Cincinnati? Well, um, you know, based on the spread and everything, then, yeah, I would assume Cleveland sitting people. Um, a little surprising just because this really is a rivalry game um, from here. And, of course, Cincinnati I don't think is going to be able to edge into the playoffs. Um, and Cleveland I think has played real well. It'll be real interesting to see them in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's hard to know where to go on that. I was real surprised when I saw the line. I said, Oh, people must not be playing for Cleveland. And, um, so, you know, well, but I know whoever is playing for Cleveland, they're really going to go after it because of the rivalry here. Um, but the game is in Cincinnati, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in Cincinnati, so we'll see how that one shakes down. Um, I mean, even with some guys, I mean, if the if Flacco sits, I mean, it's no different than what they were doing before Flacco got there. So, I mean, there's there's all kinds of potential uh, in that game. And Cincinnati <laughs> has kind of been a disappointment, not kind of. 
even with Jake Browning, I feel like they've been a disappointment. And uh, we'll see how that one shakes out. Uh, let's see here. Jets and Patriots. Both of us stayed away from this game also. I was going to pick the Jets in this one, Dad. Uh, they're they're the underdogs in New England. Um, and I just I think New England needs to lose more than they need to win. Um, so that's why I was going to pick the Jets. I ended up not picking it in our in our picks. But, I mean, I, I don't see why the Jets can't win this game in New England. Um, yeah, again, I mean, this is a tricky game with it being division. And um, I can see Belichick going out in a blaze of glory here. And um, I have no faith in the Jets either. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think us want to draw a big viewership. and um, But it will have draft implications for sure. Does Robert Sala get fired? if he loses to the Patriots this week? I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is trying to rally the troops there. I've heard for weeks that there's a chance that the Jets' ownership will blow this up and get rid of the coach, get rid of the GM, and, um, and you know, start afresh and, do an, and go another direction. Um I wouldn't think that would be the case, but um, I I don't know um, if they if that does happen and Salah gets fired. I know a great place where he could be defensive coordinator. So uh, we will see. <laughs> so that's kind of where I was getting, I suppose. Um, it's interesting because he's a defensive guy, and they have what should be a good defense, and. They got 10 losses, and their defense is middle of the road um, right now, like right in the middle of the NFL rankings. Man, I, I don't know that he's done enough to save his job, win or lose, honestly. I mean, if he gets fired, they can still go out and get a guy Rodgers likes. So I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I find it interesting. There's a couple of different rankings out there as far as defensive rankings go. but man i don't know I, I i'm interested to see what happens with the coaching carousel in the new york especially um let's see here we yeah. talked about atlanta new orleans jacksonville tennessee um seattle arizona we haven't talked about arizona again if they want to hold on to a better draft pick then they need to lose but they seem content with their quarterback right now and so they don't need the number one spot which they're not going to get they may not need the number two spot. If they settle in the number three spot, that might be right where they need to be to get the guy they want. Um, they play Seattle. Seattle needs a win uh, to secure a spot in the in the playoffs and uh, to be the sixth seed. They could lose and still technically make it possibly, um, I think. Uh, but at the end of the day, Arizona has been a really intriguing team since Kyler Murray came back. Uh, how do you feel about Seattle and Arizona? Well, Seattle needs to win. Um, I don't remember looking. Where was this game at? Arizona. Arizona. Uh, Seattle needs to win, and Seattle still has a shot at the playoffs. Um, you know, if Green Bay loses, and um, but I think you know Arizona's scary because they they've definitely not tanked. I mean, they've definitely played well. And of course, when they beat the Eagles there. Um, and they played, they played tough, and they can put some points up on the board. But again, Seattle's been, a, you know, a good team in a lot of ways. Been disappointing the last few weeks. So um, um, 
I, I don't know which way this game will go. That's a hard one to call. Definitely, I didn't want to pick it um, because, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, so the Seahawks win. Um, let's see here. This says the Seahawks win and Green Bay loses, or the Seahawks tie and Green Bay loses, and Tampa loses or ties, and the Seahawks tie and Green Bay and New Orleans both lose. Um, so the Seahawks need – they have to win. <laughs> I mean – they're going to miss out if they don't win. So that's interesting. I thought they were a little bit more secure than that. Um, but yeah, Arizona, I mean, they've been playing really good football and I think they're going to go out and try to win this game. And uh, I think there's a really good chance of them winning this game uh, the way they've been playing as of late. But you get the big win against Philadelphia. Maybe this one you kind of slack off on too. So I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, let's see here. You picked the Chiefs over the Chargers. So we talked about that. Denver travels to Vegas. Um, nobody cares about this game, <laughs> but the Broncos and, uh, the Raiders Raiders are the favorite in this game. Russell Wilson fiasco has happened. Um, the Raiders are still playing Aiden O'Connell. I could care less how this game goes. Um, so I haven't put any thought into it. Any thoughts on Denver and Vegas? Well, it's a, it's a big game for Vegas, I think, for their coach, because I think if they continue to win and they can win out here, he may very well get the coaching job. He may anyhow. Um, Denver is kind of, you know, imploded. Weeks ago, oh, they might win, you know, they, they might definitely be in the playoffs, and then that's kind of gone away. And then, of course, they've had the thing with Russell Wilson, which I, I'm not sure I understand that at all, but um, – we will see, you know, they're not going to get the super highest draft pick, but there are a lot of quarterbacks coming out this time. We'll talk a lot more about that when the draft comes uh, there. But, um, you know, Vegas being a favorite doesn't surprise me. I think they have more motivation. Uh, the last game that we haven't covered is the Rams and the 49ers. It's at San Francisco, and San Francisco is the favorite. Uh, the Rams are a team that in the playoffs, I'm not sure anybody's excited to play against. They've been playing really good football as of late. Stafford's been on fire. Uh, Puka Nakua has been awesome. Uh, Cooper Cup's been really good again, and the defense has found its legs also. Um, this game doesn't really mean much for either team, really. Um, I don't even think the Rams, I think the Rams are pretty well set in, in where they're going to be. So maybe if they win, they could move up a spot, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think there's much to this one. So, um, I don't know. Any thoughts on on Rams 49ers? Well, if, if the Rams want to stay in the number six spot, then they need to win this because, again, if Green Bay wins and um, the Rams lose, they will go to they will they will drop to the seventh, and that may make a difference in who you play here. Um, it'd be interesting to see how San Francisco attacks this. Because, again, it is a conference game. I've heard some people say, well, San Francisco has nothing to play for. You know, the Rams can win this. I don't know about that. I mean, again, and when you got a team that's got an awesome defense, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and it was interesting that San Francisco is the favorite in this. So, um, I, you know, I, it, it will be a good game, no doubt about it. So... Um... Yeah, for some reason, I've been all messed up with my Seattle thoughts. I I thought Seattle, I don't know what I was thinking with Seattle. Um, I was thinking Seattle was was ahead of the Green Bay. They're not. They're below Green Bay. Uh, hence the reason they've got a win to get in. Um, so, yes, you're right. The Rams could drop down. 
but I think that the most likely scenario. So the Packers have the tiebreaker over the Rams. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. So yeah, they beat, there is they beat them head to head. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. So there you go. Um, and so, but I mean, right now, let's talk about this. Uh, matchups. We're Packer fans. Who do you want to play? Um, the options are Dallas and Detroit and Philadelphia at this point. Um, I think Detroit would be the number one pick, no doubt about that. Um, you know, Philadelphia might be, depends how they play this week, because they haven't played as well um, from there. Um, being a Packer fan and loving history, love to go to Dallas and be their first home loss of the year and knock them out of the playoffs. Um, but I don't know for sure that that can happen. So probably Detroit would be um, would be the preference there. But again, I think for Green Bay, just to get in the playoffs um, and be playing well and play competitive, that will be, you know, that will add for a successful year, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm with you, though. I, I'd rather play Detroit over Dallas and Philly. Um Going to Dallas, though, doesn't really scare me. I mean, at this point, and anything, like you said, once we make the playoffs, that's all that matters. Everything else is all cherry on top. We win anything in the playoffs, cherry on top. Now, I predicted four weeks ago, five weeks ago, that if the Packers made the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. I really didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. So, um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, a road through Dallas would be a lot of fun. i go beat up on McCarthy. Uh, go get a win there in Dallas. It'd be like good old days um, back in the day doing it. Uh, we've seen Favre do it. We've seen Rodgers do it. It'd, it'd be a good time. Uh, Detroit, same thing. I'd get a lot of joy over beating Detroit in the playoffs. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun also. Um, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia is probably the team that scares me the most because I feel like what they do, the Packers have struggled with defensively against that kind of offense. So um, that would be why I would really prefer not to play Philadelphia. Um, but if this, like you said, if we make the playoffs, that's really all that matters um, there. Um, and then if you look at Dallas and Philly, Dad, one of them is going to be the five seed, and they're going to travel to either Tampa or New Orleans. Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> would you rather be the two seed or the five seed, even though the two seeds at home get a chance to play Tampa or New Orleans, you might you might say, well, you know, it's not the end of the world going on the road. No, whoever whoever loses the division there um, definitely won't be the end of the world. They'll have a game. They may even be favored in that game, I would think. Um, but I think both Philly and Dallas would rather have home field. Um, no doubt about that. And they'll be playing a lower-seeded team um, also, even though – you know, playing, um, being the fifth seed, playing whoever they're going to play in the fourth seed is going to be a good situation, you would think. Pittsburgh still has a chance to make the playoffs in the AFC, uh, although theirs is a little bit further off, uh, a little bit a little bit harder, I believe. Um, let's see here. Houston has a tiebreaker over them. Um, Indianapolis has the tiebreaker over them as well. So I guess... Um, they're in trouble. Uh, it's going to be hard hard for them to get in. Uh, and then we already talked about Houston, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis. Um, one of them wins the division. The other one, uh, if they win, uh, if Jacksonville wins, 
then the winner of Houston Indianapolis is probably in the playoffs. And if uh, if Jacksonville loses, there's still a chance that Jacksonville makes the playoffs um, as well. But that'd be a lot harder of a situation uh, for sure. I'm trying to think through. Um, let's see here. Jacksonville has the tiebreaker over Indy and Houston. So they would be in over the loser of the Indianapolis-Houston game. Um, but that's where Pittsburgh, I think, could step in and get into the playoffs as well. Um, so there you go. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, a wild week of football coming up this week uh, between the NFL playoffs and the college football championship. And uh, you know what you need to watch these games? You need some beef jerky. Um, so join the flavor revolution at righteousfelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Dad, any closing thoughts uh, before we shut it down tonight? No, it's going to be a great weekend in the NFL. Again, this has come down to be exciting. And really, you know, we're focused on this last week, but uh, it's going to be a very interesting playoffs for a couple weeks. So it's going to do with the teams that are getting in there and just see how everything goes. So um, I think it's going to be a great week, you know, for the NFL. Of course, we've got the college uh, football championship will also be done before we get here um, the next time. And, um, you know, of course, a lot of things happening in college football, you know, with the portal and all the talk with the fiasco that a lot of the bowls were and things like that. And, of course, we'll be talking about the draft before long. Like you said, there's going to be great games on Sunday, but this will be an interesting Black Monday. And to see, you know, what the coaching changes happen from there. And then it'll be interesting to see, you know, who gets the opportunities and who moves around. Uh, from there. So, um, like, you know, I don't know. It could be not very much activity. Of course, you already got three coaches you're looking for, um, but uh, could be a lot. You never know. Could be some surprises. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely could be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes down. We'll talk about and react to the coaches being fired um, and what's going on there as we get to it next week. Um, and a couple things about the show, a reminder that in a week from Sunday, the sports stove fantasy baseball show kicks off. Kevin Wilson will join me and we'll get everything rolling in major league baseball. We'll talk major league baseball news. Uh, we'll start up our rankings real soon as well and get everybody ready for the fantasy baseball season. So that starts off Sunday, January the 14th, 8 PM on YouTube, uh, the sports stove podcast. And of course, as well uh, on Belly Up Fantasy's Facebook page and Belly Up's YouTube page as well. Then uh, our local hour continues. We're going to start looking into EKU baseball as well. You'll get into baseball season. Uh, EKU baseball's first pitch is February the 16th. So we're going to start talking to the baseball coaches and players and having them on the program. That'll be Monday night at 8 p.m. Um, as well, follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to get you some jerky, righteousfelon.com. Use that promo code STOVE15. He's Dale Stover. I'm Ben Stover. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.